It's that time of the week where we bring you some beautiful news. Five stories of inspirational South Africans doing extraordinary things. You know what the deal is. We read you five stories. We play the stories live on air. Then you get to decide by sending us a message on 072-567-1567 on who should be interviewed during our beautiful news interview on Wednesday. But here's our first story. What are you doing? For the earth in this time of crisis, our planet is facing an environmental emergency which authorities are doing little to halt. And many of these disasters, such as deforestation and the burning of fossil fuels, are the result of processes generated by major corporations. And there are issues that can be dealt with, yet the situation gets worse every single day. Now, 11-year-old Otembele Dianti is raising her voice to encourage a union of action against this unprecedented climate injustice. And Dianti is part of Extinction Rebellion, a global social political movement to drive government to action to prevent the plans, the planet's breakdown. And at the forefront of the South African resistance, Dianti and her army of youth activists are spreading awareness about the causes and the severities of climate crisis. And together... They are calling for the protection of endangered ecological systems and challenging the government to invest in renewable energy. Every single day, I see how climate change is affecting my community. If I don't act now, then we won't have a planet to live in. There's no use of education if my life is just going to end in 11 years. When 11-year-olds start understanding human rights charters, it's time to listen. My name is Atamele Gyanki. To create a better world in South Africa, we should all spread awareness and inspire others. I have reduced my carbon footprint by helping my friends clean up my school. And I no longer pollute and I teach others to do the same. I'm passionate about this issue because climate change affects everyone. It's important that I march because I want to take the responsibility to stand up against something that can risk my future. I'm proud of being a South African because I'm fighting along with others who are willing to act against the climate crisis. Next up, Julie Kiniston's children didn't grow in her belly. She calls herself a heart mama, a reference to where her love for them burgeoned. When Kiniston and her husband Ryan decided to start a family, they were determined to adopt. But during the process, they encouraged, they encountered a distinct lack of information online. It didn't deter Kiniston from making the fulfilling choice. Now she's using her words to close the gaps and help other children. With Heart Mama blog, Kiniston speaks openly about the joys and difficulties of having an adoptive family and being a parent. Here, people can share their stories of what it's like to adopt or to have been adopted. Adoption, especially multiracial adoption, comes with a slew of challenges. A site includes useful, useful resources for those interested in adopting within South Africa. As Kiniston creates a safe place to educate, she's changing these perceptions. My name is Julie. I'm a mom of three through adoption and I blog over at Heart Mama Blog. When my husband and I first started looking into adoption, we realized that there was a lack of South African resources available online and so I took the gap to start this blog. I called my blog Heart Mama Blog because moms through adoption often refer to themselves as heart mamas and that's because although our kids didn't grow in our bellies, our love for them undoubtedly grew in our hearts. 
My blog and social media platforms started as a place to share adoption stories from adoptive families and adult adoptees, but it's also become a platform for an adoptive family like mine to be represented in our corner of the online world. I encourage readers to honor first families and protect their children's stories, knowing that these stories started with a devastating loss, but that's not where the story ends, nor what defines them. Adoption isn't perfect, but we were created to be in family, and family is a beautiful thing. Morita Jubeir's mother understood the importance of connecting with people. And what better way to do that than by sharing a meal? Even though she's at Parkinson's, she would prepare food for the local old age home out of her own pocket. Ask After her passing, Jubeir had proved the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And imprinted with a sense of goodwill, Morita founded Stasis Square, Square Senior in Cape Town to build a community from companionship and love. And for the last 15 years, she's been providing scrumptious five-course meals and organizing entertainment for the elderly. A pensioner herself, Morita uses her limited funds to continue her mother's legacy, going beyond her means. Jube is nourishing people with kindness and creating priceless opportunities to break bread with others. My name is Morida Jube and I run Status Square Seniors. I can remember every Tuesday my mother would visit Erika Oldage Home and used to take them a sandwich and two cupcakes. My mother's legacy of kindness would always be ingrained in our community. So over the last 15 years I've used my pension and sometimes donations and made a mission that the elderly are not forgotten. What we do is prepare a nice five-course meal for them and we have entertainment coming in and they entertain the scenes with the old songs and they can sing along because they know that they relate to that song. And we try to make them as happy as possible because no one deserves to feel alone. They just want somebody to care, to give them a little time to remind them that life isn't over. And we all have something to give, even if it's just time. And that's what I always tell my children. I'm poor, but we must make the time because nothing to care and to give of your time. Nothing you do is for nothing. And is no price you can put on making somebody happy. Streaks of colour drip down the canvas as the image of a woman begins to take place. Patrick Seruwu alternates between slavers and dabs of acrylic paint, and despite the delicate details, his portraits are emotionally charged and rooted in a heavy reality. Representatives of women who've been abused and fear speaking out, the artworks convey their trauma. Before the Ugandan-born Johannesburg-based contemporary artist began painting, he used to braid women's hair for a living. This, combined with his upbringing alongside three sisters and a single mother, influenced Patrick's thematically. To fairly depict the experiences, he bases his paintings on conversations where women dictate their own stories. One of the questions Patrick often asks, are you safe at home? And this reveals an unfortunate reality. Many women aren't. His multimedia works serve as a powerful statement, and though he's only been painting for two years, Patrick's pieces have exhibited have been exhibited at the Turbine Art Fair and the Absa Gallery in Johannesburg. My name is Patrick Seru, and I'm an artist. My paintings are centered around women because I want to acknowledge the strength that women have and capture their moments. I have three sisters and we were raised up by a single mother. Before I became an artist, I braided women's hair for a living. Listening to their stories made me to feel so, so, so touched. 
I fear that society is becoming desensitized to the challenges that women face on a daily basis. Women have hard time sharing their stories of abuse out of fear of not being heard. Their stories should be heard and accounted for. Women are so incredibly strong. They have the power to overcome almost everything. My work is a symbol of strength for what every woman goes through into their lives. And finally, your body is yours. Yet a 2016 Optimus study reveals that a third of adolescents in South Africa have been sexually abused at some time in their lives. This is an extreme violation and the effects of which can last a lifetime. And in an attempt to prevent this exploitation, Fani Fulyun has written a book that's educating children and adults in the face of violence. In 2019, Fani published The Day of the, Dra- the, Day the Dragon Came, a children's story about sexual abuse in the home committed by a dragon. He, he has written different versions of the book for boys and girls, which include illustrations by Tumi K. Stain. Fani explains in the simple yet uh, to understand child-friendly ways the difference between safe and unsafe touch and what to do if you are being harmed. My name is Fani Fulyun and I'm the author of The Day the Dragon Came. This book speaks on the sexual abuse of children. I felt personally motivated to write the story because some of my friends have been sexually abused as children. Shockingly, a third of South African children are sexually abused in this country, but so many families keep sexual abuse a secret. Some things are uncomfortable to speak about, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be addressed. Children feel uncomfortable in the moment. They can be uncertain of what is going on and so they experience a conflict of emotions. Being aware of the signs of sexual abuse empowers kids to ask a parent or caretaker for help. And that's our beautiful news for this week. You get to decide who is featured in our beautiful news interview on Wednesday. Help us. Send us a text or WhatsApp 072-567-1567 and you can choose who will be interviewed with us here in studio on Wednesday.